sit back, relax, and enjoy the warm sounds of the Beer Engine podcast with Griff and Tony. Hey, what's up, everybody? Uh, Griff here. Another episode of the Beer Engine podcast. Get excited because we have uh, a special guest with us today. He was voted by Australia's New Idea magazine. You guys have heard of it. It looks like People magazine, if it were in Australia. Uh, But he was voted Australia's sexiest pervert. Tony, congrats. Well... It is a high bar. We do have some sexy, sexy perverts in Australia. I, I know, yeah. Like, we don't have you like, garden variety, like, creep you out perverts. Our perverts come in all shapes and sizes. Some of them are super sexy, like your Harvey Weinstein kind of build guys. Damn. Yeah, dude. But then, yeah, we've, we've got Australian versions of, like, Chris Hardwick. And oh yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> and to be he on might to- have a lot of those. I think we have a lot of them. <laughs> and to be on top of that list, look, I feel honoured, and I would like to thank all the perverts out there that that made this such an award worth winning. Look, you have to do some truly, truly creepy shit to to win this award. But to be against a strong field really means a lot. In the old days, it was it was guys that that look really skeezy on the outside and you didn't want to go within 40 feet of them yeah. like a normal you person these normal. days with the coronavirus. But these days we know creeps come in all shapes and sizes. So I'm up against a sexy, sexy field and to be the sexiest of the sexy skeezies is it's just, it warms the cockles of my balls. Yeah, well, bad news. They delivered the uh, Wish.com masturbator to my house, so I don't know why. I guess they found my address in the podcast. Maybe that's the only way they could locate you. Um, I don't know why you're using your real name if you're getting famous (laughs) pervert awards, but whatever. Well, look, I just want to warn you on a couple of things. You might want to stick that thing in boiling water, and if that is um, an electric-driven device... I'm sticking that thing, let me tell you. (laughs) And if that's an electric-driven device and you've bought it off Wish, uh, it could be a fire hazard. So I would um, just use it as an object-based uh, pleasure device. We're really going to have to do that as a segment on this show, I think. I've thought about that. Maybe, um, you know, I'll do my, like, uh, 1030, just Wish.com browsing, just sort of <laughs> seeing what we got today. And it's very funny. <laughs> and I think we got to go through there one, one episode and just look through, like uh, – you know, the Nicolas Cage uh, head print hoodies, the, um, the the T-shirts that say like cinnamon toast blunts or whatever, <laughs> that are like 80 cents. Um, every type of like penis manipulating <laughs> thing, you know, lotions, teas, uh, the, the uh, Austin Powers pump thing, the, um, your, your like little foam shits you stick in really nasty stuff on wish.com, but Hey, we won some. So thanks to Tony uh, for winning. You're welcome. Now, serious question. Do you know anybody that has ever ordered anything off wish? Like I see it pop up in Facebook. I'm receiving something from wish right now. I am going to be having something. come to What? I'm in shock. What, what sort of sex toy have you purchased? Uh, well, if a sex toy comes, that would be re- amazing because I got Bluetooth headphones out of curiosity. Um, <laughs> they were they were fifty cents plus thirty cents shipping. 
So I was like, what on earth could they even send me for that much? Um, and I should feel guilt. What I should feel is guilt, right? Because some, you know, uh, poor child in, you know, Bangladesh or, or somewhere, you know, Thailand is just going to get like whacked in the head because I paid 12 cents for some Bluetooth <laughs> headphones. And now they're going to come with like all kinds of mysterious, like Philippine post stuff on them. And I'll have to like leave them in my garage for four days so that they like decontaminate um, from whatever was picked up between just like many different shippers that they crossed hands between. Not that any of these places are of, of any, certainly the Philippines and Thailand and Bangladesh are, are likely even doing better than we are with the coronavirus, uh, if not much better um, among other things, but there's just sort of a lot of hands being passed in that, in that <laughs> transaction that maybe gives you a little discomfort. Well, if, if, Bangladesh and Thailand and those other places that your Bluetooth may be coming from, they might not be doing better right now, but after the people get back from Sturgis and it's mm -hmm. the, the sort of two-week incubation spread period happens, I'm sure they will be in a better situation because that sounds like a disaster waiting to happen. We've got Smash Mouth oh, yeah. up on stage telling the uh, crowds that uh, – Fuck coronavirus. And who's I've, ever thought about Smash Mouth in the last 15 plus years? We, we only think about Smash Mouth when we make a Guy Fieri joke, right? We make it, <laughs> we make the old Guy Fieri joke. It's like, hey, he looks like the guy from Smash Mouth, you know? The sad thing is, well, Guy, no shit. <laughs> Guy Fieri looks a lot healthier and a lot less bloated than the lead singer from Smash Mouth these days. Have you seen him? He's a train wreck of a human being. Guy, Guy Fieri's on a comeback tour right now. We were like, we all like Guy Fieri again. He sort of like re-entered. He went retro somehow. Well, it's, it's it's cool to like Guy Fieri, which I'm fine with. Honestly, I think he's kind of half funny on Twitter. But but isn't I I, I agree with you there because the, the and I was one that made fun of Guy Fieri, but he never took himself seriously, did he? If he did, then okay, I can understand why he became uncool. But if he understood what he was. And just played to that. Surely we've got to give him kudos for that. I think he's gone back to that for sure. I mean, his restaurant, I, I did review his restaurant on our old podcast. You sure did. Tableforeight.com. Check it out. That website probably doesn't go anywhere. <laughs> it so, doesn't. You know, go type it in. I don't know. I'll throw, I'll throw this app up on somewhere. You know, you can download it on Google Docs. Uh, <laughs> but he, um, uh, his restaurant was in Vegas was very bad, very disappointing. It didn't. It, it, Would it you say it was very bad or just disappointing? Because there is a difference between the two. Just disappointing. It was. It, nothing was offensive. I didn't like get sick. I was just hungover, and I wanted something salty and greasy and nasty, and I couldn't get it. And none of us could, <laughs> right? I mean, we had somebody got nachos, and the nachos didn't taste like anything, and they weren't enough cheese. Like, who's going to Guy Fieri's to eat nachos without enough cheese on them? Very bizarre. Um, it was just coffee shop food, but overpriced. I mean, you can get that anywhere on the strip. Just go, just go into the Harrah's, for example, into the, whatever the New Orleans cafe. And I'm sure you can drop 20 bucks on French toast. No problem. Yeah. I wouldn't do that. Uh, yep. So boy, a wide ranging conversation about perverts and, and Guy Fieri. Excellent. Tony, uh, we talked last week. Um, and last week was my birthday. And isn't that cool? And we talked about a beer um, 
that I was going to drink. And I thought I would come on to this podcast and provide an exclusive review beyond my one word review on untapped, which was yeesh. Um, <laughs> so I thought I'd give something maybe a little more in depth here for our loyal listeners. Um, so that they can hear a little bit more about my thoughts about, um, blessed, which is the, um, one of the $50 stouts that I bought from my friends at Tavor and is from Anchorage. I don't like to think of it that way. I don't like to think of it as a $50 stout. I think that um, he's doing you sort of a disservice. It is your birthday present to you, and therefore you don't have to justify the price tag. Just think of it without the price tag. Other people buy Maseratis or Mercedes-Benzes or Ferraris or Lamborghinis. You buy $50 bottles of stout. I think you are actually being more responsible than most. Yeah. Well, of course I could get all those things without blinking. Um, and I wouldn't be blinking cause I would be dead. Uh, <laughs> I'd been killed. Um, here's a review from, um, someone named Kelly. Couldn't tell you on earth who this is, but, uh, it just says, wow, we, um, no, I no idea who would say something like that. Yeah. yeah, it's an economy of words, but I know exactly what she's saying. She's saying, like, if this was like a flavored spirit, this is like the birth cake, birthday cake vodka of stouts. Yep, a couple of maraschino cherries in there. I think you're looking pretty good here. Um, and then uh, Bryant, actually a friend of mine, said uh, tons of everything well balanced, worth the cost of entry. So I, I think that review is of relative um, fairness. I would say that's about what I think. It was, this beer was extremely powerful. Um, it was very sweet. It was very barely. It was very, you know, had a distinct burn. Um, it was balanced very well. The coconut was huge. You know, that made me happy. Um, <laughs> there's an it was instant 4.5. It, it doesn't even need to be balanced. Huge coconut. Yeah, I was like, oh God, coconut. Yeah. Um, now his second comment though, worth the, worth the cost of entry. And I want to address that because I, I think that's an interesting point. And I think that's an interesting thing. We feel like we have to validate for ourselves. You made that point. You know, we buy something like a beer and I feel like we have to put a rating on it or we have to make sure that everybody knows or we have to make sure that each other knows like, yeah, uh, I got my money's worth guys. <laughs> this was right. You know, wink. Um, I couldn't tell you if this was worth the money. I don't know. You know, it's one of those things where I'm like, I already spent that money. Yep. That money's gone. And now I have this, you know what I mean? I, I guess I'm explaining like the transactional process to people now, but um, but for my, the experience, you know, I don't know if I could sit here and, uh, and outlay that. Yeah. Anyone should be happy to pay $50 but, for this beer because, um, I think you, you might be, I, you might not want to do that for, for as much beer as you get. But isn't the thing he's really saying is, okay, I've outlaid this money and whatever, but it's really that I'm not disappointed that I've spent this money. It's not really that it's worth $50. It's not that. I've disappointed that I've spent this $50. It's, it's not really, is anything really worth $50? Um, especially something that's, that's, that's gone within an hour. Well, I mean, I think I got an hour and a half out of that. Yeah. It's like, well, two people did. (laughs) Would you rather do that? Or even in non COVID times, go and see a shitty movie. How many movies that you, 
that you and you and your lovely wife, whatever her name would be, would go and spend fifty dollars to go and see a movie, and to have you both yeah. enjoy it, and it would only last an hour and a half. And is that It'll, worth the price of fifty bucks? A meal at a half-assed restaurant. You know what I mean? You 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 pop in somewhere that you want to try that's new and you eat a couple of apps and drink a couple of cocktails and you're out 50 bucks and you're like, well, I don't know why I did that. You know? Yep. Uh, yep. No, you're totally right. Uh, I would have paid the 50 bucks again. I'll say that, um, you know, breaking down the intrinsic value of, of malt juice, I suppose <laughs> I don't feel quite ready to do yet, but, um, I agree. You know what, if you spend $50, I spent $50 on this and hell, I got two more food. $50 bottles down there in my basement of different beers from these fellers. And I'm excited to drink both of them. Um, now that I had this one, uh, cause, uh, that one was freaking crazy good. So all I can do is recommend it. I'm not going to tell you to spend 50 bucks on it. You could spend 60 bucks, 75 bucks, hundred bucks on this. And I think you wouldn't be disappointed. I think we get everything you want out of this. The other thing that I wanted to sort of hit on that, y- that you mentioned, do you ever find yourself rating a beer or thinking about rating a beer higher because of the money that you've spent on it. I know for me that this is something that I often fall into a trap of and I have to sort of actually make take a second take at it and think, is it really that good a beer or am I just trying to justify the money that I've spent? And I'm not saying that I've that I've spent fifty dollars on on a stout, but even stuff that's that's more above the ten dollars for a three seventy five. When I get into that sort of range of beer, I have to really yeah. sit back and think: Am I rating this on price, or am I actually rating this for what it is? I tend to. I try to make an effort to like anything I buy. I'll say that first of all, right? I, I am. I am not a. I don't. I don't even give up on it. You know. I. I will. I will make a, a concerted effort to enjoy something I've spent money on. But I don't know. You know, for for as much as I. Uh, I say that, that I may, I might be in the same camp. I have also just drain poured $30, a $30 stout. I've poured it right down the drain. Um, I didn't even give it, I didn't even give it, you know, I barely gave it two sips. Cause I, I mean, I think I've told this story before, but I bought a cinnamon stout and I opened the bottle. I took one whiff out of it and I said, that's cinnamon Altoids. That's straight up cinnamon <laughs> Altoids. 100% cinnamon Tic Tacs, for example, or the red Tic Tacs or whatever comp. Tony, you probably don't have a cop comp for this. Red Hots, do you guys eat, have Red Hots candy or like little cinnamon candies, anything like that? Not in Australia, but I am familiar with Red Hots because they used to be free at um, the El Cortez Suites when I stayed there. They oh, had a candy bar. Great, yeah. And of course, I didn't want to pick something that was popular and somebody would actually like grab a handful of because how many Red Hots? Red Hots, can you have at any one time? No, people would grab two and that'd be their, their stay for the week and they'd only eat the two Red Hots. But uh, I am familiar with with a cinnamon Red Hot and, uh, yeah, I'm not going to say they're not a pleasant candy, but they are something that you have sparingly. They're not candy corn. They're not that terrible. Yeah, it's not, it's not, can- I mean, it's fine candy. It's not, that's not the problem. Yep. It's that, it's that it's distilled concentrated cinnamon heat and sugar, you know? So you, you, you just get this like, so it was just this hot cinnamon and anyone who's familiar with the cinnamon Altoid will know what I'm talking about, but had this like cinnamon mint hot, you know, kind of combo with the stout. And my God, was it absolutely offensive to me. And some people liked it. Um, it had a good rating. I paid 30 bucks for the bottle. 
but I drank two sips of it with my friends and I said, guys, do you guys want any more of this? Cause I'll just give it to you guys. And they're like, I, I don't like it either. And I just, I just dumped it. I just went right down the, the drain with it. Um, hell I should have put it down the toilet so it didn't stink <laughs> my drain up, but, um, you know, it just wasn't for me. I mean, uh, so I do think beers like that get ratings on untapped because people are spending money for them. I'm sure I've done it, you know, without thinking, you know, been like, well, I paid 30 bucks for this, but I, I guess, I don't know. I don't think about it explicitly. You know what I mean? It might be an, it, it might be a intrinsic behavior or a, a, an inherent, an inherent behavior happening, but, uh, I'm not, I'm not considering like, well, I paid 25 bucks for this bottle. I really better like it. I mean, I really make an effort with almost anything I buy to kind of get a feel for it and hope I like it, you know? Yeah. The example I'm going to use from this week is I, I had, um, from deeds, you know, I drink a lot of deeds stuff, um, pale yep. blue dot, which is an extension of their milk bar series. I really liked the one before pale blue dot. I forget what that was called, but it was a strawberry, um, milkshake sour. And this was a blueberry milkshake sour. And this blueberry milkshake sour, I started off thinking, oh, it's fine. And I was thinking 4.25. And, and, I, and I got to drink it more and more. And I'm thinking, it's, is it only because I spent over 10 bucks on this that I, that I want to bump it up above four? And I really thought about it a bit longer. And I actually brought it down to a 3.75. And, and yeah. I think that's honestly where that beer lives. It, it's fine. It's delicious. And if I saw it, on tap somewhere and I could get a small glass of it, yeah, I'd have it again, but, yeah, it's not a four beer. It, it's it's fine. It doesn't live up to that series and the, the other beer I've had within that series, but I don't know whether I was justifying it because of the price or because of the previous experience I've had from those guys and, and that particular series. But, yeah, I, I, was, I was way off in my early impression. I was going to rate that thing way too high. Yeah, no, that's just not. I mean, I don't know. You think more about it than I do. I just sort of click the button there. Uh, I know I'm. A, I know I'm a certified beer professional here on the on the airwaves, but I'm also just like, yeah, whatever. Or just kind of get over it. It's hey, reasonable, you know, four point two five, I guess. Um, but that's what I was yeah, thinking that, with this beer. But it wasn't reasonable in the end. I was trying to justify it for the price. It was less than reasonable. I get you for sure, Tony. You're drinking something else. That I thought was interesting. This uh, I, I saw you were drinking some kind of savory looking sour beer tell me tell me a little more about that okay i think everywhere in the world i I think the the brits try to lay claim to this particular food but i think every country in the world has a salt and vinegar chip certainly australia has it and i love them they're my they're my favorite they're my favorite as well and the most iconic brand specifically for salt and vinegar is sandwich chips they're i think a company out of south australia they've been around for a hundred plus years and they've got iconic packaging, purple packaging, um, and really, really tangy salt and vinegar chips. They're, they're a crinkle cut, um, and they have a, a ton of, like, flavouring on the outside of the chip. And they're really mm-hmm. tangy, like, bite your face off tangy. So for, for a beer festival beer, one of the beer makers decided to make a salt and vinegar chip beer to pay homage to the Samboy chip. Now, this mm-hmm. beer, while it was in a 375ml can, I took it as, hey, it's a festival beer designed for a four-ounce pour, designed to be maximum impact, not that you're going to sit down and drink two of these. So I went in 
into it with that mindset and boy did it live up to that this is super sour but not super sour in a like sour beer acidic way it was sour beer in the same way that salt and vinegar is sour it was straight ahead that flavor they actually spoke about the beer and said that that they used the ingredient that's in salt and vinegar potato chips they just loaded it up with that crystal clear golden beer which you think of a potato chip golden clear um color met up with it uh straight ahead like sour bomb rip your face off it was salt and vinegar in a can it had a good amount of salt to it and mm-hmm. boy was this thing polarizing on untapped i think it's currently oh, yeah. I'm sure. is 2.5 and there were oh, either, either people like me that rated that sucker five stars because it said what the brief was it wasn't trying to be something that you could drink 16 ounces or or 32 ounces of this was designed to be a small pour a small sample and it was designed to mimic a potato chip and i think it really hit that brief and i think i'm richer for experiencing it therefore i gave it five stars but gee there were plenty of not ones but 0.25s and 0.5s yeah yeah, and there was a lot of people pouring this down the sink too sour or hit exactly what a salt and vinegar chip is but but not in drink form. I can understand all that. Um, I just can't understand mm. the middle of the road rating. You're, you're, you're sort of three stars, you're two and a half stars. I don't get those people. This was a polarising beer. This was either a dump or drink beer. And for me, it was a drink beer. It was absolutely on point. Now, given my sort of... Uh, description of that is that a beer you want to try and sort of oh, yeah. experience that four ounce festival style beer we have beers sort of in that realm here in chicago at least i don't know if they have them everywhere i'm sure we have we have sort of dill pickle um a couple dill thick tickle dill tickle dill tickle. oh now i'm gonna now they're gonna come after me <laughs> come on guys take it easy on me don't don't hit me with that no mf said tickle no um <laughs> No, we do have a couple of uh, like dill pickle. We have a dill inner weiss that somebody makes here. Um, and I think they're good. I mean, I don't think I'm buying a four pack of them. Me and Kelly will split a can though. I think it's totally acceptable. You know, I don't have a problem with that. Um, you know, I'm not totally confident in how frequently I'm looking to have something like that, but I think it's a good novelty or a good change of pace. Yep. And actually it's a great palette palate cleanser beer if you're trying to find something to drink between ipas or something you know this thing, it's a pretzel of a beer i mean <laughs> oh it's not a pretzel of a beer this is a rip your palate off kind of beer this is um, yeah but ipa is already doing that right i mean it's just true. ripping your palate off different i mean it just cleanses the back of your mouth pretty much to me i don't know i, don't, I, eat, I eat i eat very salty very very salty um, spicy pretzels between IPA and it, it it totally wipes my tongue clean, man. And I think this could do that too. And I will say I saw that review a lot of the time on Untapped and I don't necessarily believe it because that beer actually fell somewhere in the middle of this tasting of a six-pack that we did virtually online. And for me, it didn't affect the beers that came after it. It it wasn't something that was the final beer of the night. It It, it came middle of the pack. And it didn't affect my palate the way other people spoke about. And I think you're actually right, as much as I I sort of laughed that it was rip your face off, but it's rip your face off for about two minutes. And then, yeah, Yeah. your palate recovers. It's it's no different to IPA. You're pretty clean again, yeah. It's not like eating hot hot peppers or, 
um, burning yourself with a hot coffee or something. No. All right, Tony, you keep talking about this virtual beer festival. Tell me what this is. Okay, so we have uh, Gabs in Australia. It's not just limited to Melbourne and not just limited to to Australia. Um, it's it's taken the step across the ditch when we could travel across to New Zealand. Are you familiar with that phrasing? It's something that both Australian and New Zealanders use when travelling. Across tra- the ditch? Yeah. Um, so, and that makes sense. I, I, I feel like I could put it together. Yeah. So it, it's a fairly common way of sort of saying that we're travelling uh, to and from New Zealand, but um, it takes place in Melbourne, Sydney and Adelaide, I think. Maybe some other okay. other states, and it's a beer festival where you go in and and do your session, um, and it, there's a bunch of different breweries that that brew up beers for for some or all of these events, and you have that. I think they use a ticket system, and you can go in and um, get yourself a, a a paddle from a particular brewery or just a four ounce pour. But these are all all sort of in the three, four, five okay. ounce pour so range. Like a ticket, you get like ten tickets or something, and you go in and yeah. wander around or something. Yep, I've done fests like that. I prefer the uh, pay for a ticket and walk in and do whatever you want for multiple hours at a time. <laughs> but um, you know, I understand why that's maybe not a great idea for things like this too. Yeah, and so we couldn't hold it this year. Of course, in Victoria, we're in lockdown. But we're not Same. the only ones under restriction. Sydney, um, well, they have their they have access to pubs. It's under very strict rules with very limited numbers, and they have to um, take down details of people. Queensland's a little bit more open, and um, New Zealand were completely open until recently, and they've gone back into lockdown, similar to Victoria. So festivals are just not happening here. We're not going to run something like a beer festival or a or a bike rally. It's just not something we're going to do. So they had to sure. move this thing online and they've always sold a six pack through our national chain of national big chain of beer, Dan Murphy's. They're sort of like oh, yeah. Binnie's, um, Dan Murphy's. Mm-hmm. They've got a little bit of um, more independent beer, um, good stuff with flavour, but you're not going to find your, your really far out there stuff. But they, they put together this six-pack and they've always done that, but they've never had a virtual component to it. And so because they couldn't hold this festival, they decided to have a Zoom call, which I think there was 270 people on the Zoom call. Oh, my gosh, that's expensive. <laughs> and Jeez. it had the, the six um, breweries represented by either a brewer or an owner or somebody within the team talking about the beers, what they were designed for, um, how to sort of pour them, how to how to taste them. Uh, there was there was trivia that was focused on Gabs. If you wanted to be involved in that, there was there were prizes and stuff like that. And it it didn't replicate a beer festival, but it was a hell of a fun ev- evening to be able to drink with other beer nerds and have a six-pack of, of different beer that, that doesn't arrive locally to me. I know my local bot, bottle shop manager, even though um, he doesn't work for Dan Murphy's, he actually works for the opposition, went out and bought himself that six-pack and I think he was involved in it as well. It was it was a great communal night and while it doesn't replicate a beer festival or going even going out to a bar, it was a fun night and I think um, – 
going forward while we stay in lockdown i would like to see more of that from the beer community i don't know your thoughts on it have you been involved in this do you do you see it as something that you would do if if it does become available or it's just not for you sure i would do it i mean it's something to do you know you've been in the house for long (laughs) enough might as well um you know mick mickler is doing something along these lines I think they're getting ready to have to sort of officially, you know, just sort of end this uh, with with the with the live fest in Copenhagen in uh, what was supposedly October many months ago, um, which I understand certainly. But the, they they've been working on a virtual kit, and the problem is they can't ship to the states, oh, so I didn't get to do that. But I would have done that, yeah, because um, there was some Omnipoyo stuff in there. There was some Mickler Bauhound stuff in there. I would have been all over that. Um, but, uh, not to be, we'll have to wait another few months at least. Um, the, uh, but, uh, there's been, um, our local, our local bar, uh, and tap room and bottle shop has done a few kind of meet the brewer type things where you go and pick up a four pack and you get a cup and you get a zoom code and you go meet the brewer at the thing. I have not necessarily done that. Um, and they're a little too small for my taste, if that makes sense. Okay, um, it's like six people in the brewer, and I'm sort of like, mm. <laughs> so you would have been more involved. Like my big ass, my big ass face. Like, hello, <laughs> Mister Guy who made an IPA. Like, what am I doing at this? I guess you know what I mean. Like, yep. It's interesting if he were to come and give like a talk, but if he's just like, hey, dude, what's going on? And you're like, um, uh, uh hey, <laughs> cool beer. I gave it a four point you know whatever <laughs> yeah. I, don't know what, I don't know what that is you know <laughs> see the the one that i was a part of as i said 275 participants on the call so the only people that spoke were the brewers and the right. people hosting and of course and that's what i would like i think that would be yeah. interesting i think that you learn something maybe in a distant way and that's fine. And when I went to beer events, that was kind of the level of interaction I was looking for with the brewers anyways. I wasn't looking to fawn over these guys. Like, I know people do that, and people are nuts. But so they're like, I'm, I mean, I'm, they'll, they'll walk up to to whatever, uh, Aaron Schmidt, who I know his name, that's enough fawning, <laughs> at, at Mickler, um, their, at their sour brewery, Bauhaun, in, in Copenhagen. Like, oh, my God, dude, this is so good. Love you. You know, and it's like, <laughs> Hey, we need to take it easy, my man. Like, just drink the damn beer. The guy makes malt juice. It's fine. You know, this is, it's delicious. And he's great at it, right? It's just like chef, chef fawning, right? I mean, we gotta, we gotta, we gotta limit our, you gotta limit the insanity of a hair, period. <laughs> I, I, I think it'd be fun to sit and just like watch and let them talk. I mean, just like anything else you would go to like that, that's over Zoom, you know, and chill out and have a few beers yep. in your couch, you know. I'm just looking for ways and different reasons to do that anyways. So it sounds like a good time to me. It it, it was, and, and that's how the event was for me. It was, you, you tasted, I, I said six beers, but one of the beers wasn't available because that brewery didn't meet the quality standards or whatever, and they had to dump it. So, so it got replaced by two of the best beer of the night, and that was the um, uh, Mega Golden Stout Time, which is... Okay, yeah. A play on the um, Golden Gay Time. Um, I'm, I'm sure you're not familiar with that. That's an ice cream in Australia, the Golden Gay Time. It's it's really iconic, and it 
was super delicious and it was sort of their imperialized version. It normally comes in at 5%. They did mm-hmm. an 8% variant on that. So that's sure. it. Yeah. Everybody I thought loves it. Was it. Be a golden, I thought it was going to be a golden stout and I don't, I am just not a big fan of the white stout type well, no, beers, but no, this me. This is a this is a proper stout, but paying homage to a golden gay time rather than like the white stout, which I, you're right, I'm I'm not a fan of those. So, all right, um, that sounds fun. I would absolutely do that. Uh, I wish I could go to uh, anything, um, but I would take a virtual beer festival. I would have done the Mickler one if I could have gotten the beers, yep. um, but I can't. So they were doing a virtual pub which you could go to, they didn't send you any beer. <laughs> and I sat in it one time and I was like, this is kind of weird. And I just left, uh, drank my own little Pilsner and drew and then exited the virtual pub. So um, if you're not doing the virtual thing, are you doing the in-person thing yet? Have you got the itch to go and to go out there and, and mix with, with coronavirus and people and, um, yeah, go I to would a- love to mix with the coronavirus. I'm trying to hook up with the coronavirus. No, just kidding. Um, I, so I, I am going to check out, uh, a a patio on Sunday, Tony, I think, um, I'm a little anxious. So I was hoping you could help advise me on which patio I should go to, um, to hang out. So here in Illinois, um, you can go inside of a bar. I wouldn't, and I'm not going to, so don't. Um, I'm not going to be doing that. I think that enter that brings up the majority of the risk is my understanding that you're, you're, and you're, you're, uh, introducing the majority of, of coronavirus risk into yourself by going inside and removing your mask, which are two things you will have to do to drink beer inside of a bar. You're not, you cannot going to be able to have your mask on to put the beer in your mouth. It's just true. So I'm avoiding that. I, I am looking at trying to visit like a patio type thing. The reason I want to do this is a, I have to go out on Sunday anyways. Um, okay. so I'm picking up some uh, kind of a fancy carry out item from a restaurant. That's kind of closer to the city. So I want to make it worth a while, worthwhile trip. And number two is Tony in like a month and a half, it's going to be cold as shit here again. And I'm not going to be able to do anything go outside or do anything at all. So if I'm going to do anything outside until next I don't know, April. Um, this is about it. We're running out of time. I hadn't so, thought about that, to be honest, because unlike yeah. Australia that doesn't really have seasons, like I'm in Victoria, which is the the coldest mainland state. Of course, Tasmania is a little bit more southerly than, than Victoria. But our, our lowest, like high, we get days of like, 10 degrees and that and that's celsius and that that's a cold day for us we're not isolated like you are with snow and and like true winters even even your autumn i'm sure is colder than our winter and that really isolates you so you got to make the most of the summer and 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 spring and late autumn uh yeah so we've been we've been sitting outside in our in our house i mean we've been you know chilling on our patio and been there by ourselves but I think we're going to go um, visit, a, a, you know, some benches at a local bar. Most of the brew pubs and pubs and tap rooms and stuff have been setting up very well distanced um, uh, patios and stuff. Salmoth, which is a nearby one, has everything looks like it's about 20 feet apart. And, and me and Kelly will just sit far apart 
from all those people in yep. our own little bubble there outside. Um, you know, based on uh, uh, anything I see, your your estimated risk is really not that much different than if you were just chilling out inside. <laughs> yes. um, maybe you're introducing a hair more because other people could, somebody could run up to you and start slobbering on you, I guess. But, you know. God for you know. Let's hope that they can that the all the women of Naperville and the surrounding areas can resist. Um, <laughs> oh, we'll so, you, so you're not worried about Karen's? You're actually worried about your animal magnetism. Gotcha. We're, we're always worried about that, and because that's because I'm taking Alex Jones's special animal magnetism supplement, Tony. Let which me tell now, you about this stuff. It's got all of the nutrients you need. Which now to comes get in, horny. Which now comes in oh. toothpaste form. And meat broth yep. form. I'm eating both of those. I'm sucking that toothpaste down. Nobody's business is wild. <laughs> but uh, so I got three options for you, Tony. Um, okay. And Excited. I want you to tell me what I should do. Yep. Um, so my first one is a brew pub that I haven't attended. I haven't gone to many times, but I'm a fan of. It's called Buckle Down. Um, it is a brew pub that focuses mainly on kind of your traditional styles, uh, I think, in the U.S., but they sort of nail them. Um, so they have a nails-on pilsner called Fritza Cuffs. They make a really good West Coast IPA called Belt and Suspenders. They put out a hazy. It's it's really good. I forget. I actually can't recall the name of that beer because I have I had it like once. <laughs> um, and they make Clencher, which is a bomb, like 10% double IPA or Imperial IPA and it's very, very tasty beer. They'll have a nice spaced patio. It's just up against like a highway. So it's not like there's going to be people walking down the street past me or anything like that. Um, so that's, that's one option that I like and it's pretty close to the restaurant where we got to pick stuff up from. Okay. Uh, now, all right. My second option. No, before, yeah, okay, so, yeah. so is it mainly just those four styles or that, that's sort of the, what they're known for and there's a bunch of other beers available. They have some Belgian stuff. They have some Belgian stuff mixed in, but they're not okay. cooking up sours. They're not yep. doing anything like cool. way off. And they'll probably have a dry stout type beer. And if we're lucky, they'd have a they'd have an imperial stout. But cool. We'll see. Yep. Continue All on. Right. All right. So your next option is my favorite brewery, but very very far away. Very much not in the way, but it's just like well, I have time, so who cares? Is Half Acre. Uh, Half Acre is really far away. Um. It's up in the north, very far north side of the city. I would say it'll take me an hour and 15 minutes to get there. Okay. Um, this restaurant's probably 30 minutes away. <laughs> so I'm going really nowhere near it, but just being out. So who cares? Um, their beers are amazing. I've talked about Half Acre a million yep. times on here. It's outstanding. What about the I can get most of their stuff out here, but not everything. Yep. Uh, it's, all, it's all patio. They have no, you have to reserve a table at the patio first of all cool so you have your own table you have a server you don't have to go inside for anything um masks if you're away from your table all that stuff it's very strict i know they'll manage it well because they do everything well like that so i like that about it and the beers are killer yep and no food either so it limits sort of just like the shit people are doing at the at the place um Number three is my local tap room, Iron and Glass. Uh, um, it's five seconds away. Um, it's uh, my friends are there, and I don't. And I'm. And those are also bad things. Yeah, <laughs> I, I was thinking that. It's like 
Uh, so uh, those uh, are good things because I spend a lot of, I, they are my friends and I uh, would like to spend money with them, but also they're my friends and they may want to say hi to me. Yep. And, uh, there's sort of a value in like people being far away from me <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I am spending money with them. I'd like to reflect that. And I post about them in Instagram. They are getting okay. my money still. Um, I, I, so it's not like I've abandoned them entirely and I'm even just occasionally sending them $20 in the tip jar because they bring my beer out to the car. So, um, to pat myself on the back <laughs> is nice. So is neck guys. All right. Um, <laughs> So those are my options, Tony. You got a favorite? What do you think? Okay, we're going to knock one on the head right away. And I hate to do this because they sound like really good people, but we've got to knock your local on the head. Uh, it sounds like it's a stand-up operation, but I think that the you would then have to manage your interaction with those people and would make a tough situation where you have to be slightly on guard even harder than normal. So I would, I would urge against that. I would continue to support them. Hey, send them a tip if you're feeling bad about supporting someone else. Send them a 20-buck tip. I, I'm very well, man. Yep. So that leaves you with two options. Now, in Corona, do we really want to be travelling when we don't have to? Well, there is a chance of a breakdown and, and maybe you have to get fuel and so that introduces extra risk. But That is a reasonable expectation with my ass car, but yeah, either way. I, thing, I mean, I'm going to drive time or some, some amount. So I do like the idea of the first place not having foot traffic and, and it's got some American classics. But if you're within an hour 15 travel of... Your favourite all-time brewery, I say, and tap room, and you know it's going to be managed well, and you don't have to manage personal interactions, and everything's going to be set up correctly. I say you take that extra step of driving that extra time and en enjoying beer that you know 99 times or 100 times out of 100 is going to be enjoyable rather than something that might have a strike rate of 95 or 98. This, you, you know, is going to be on point. They manage everything really well. You're going to have a top-class experience, not just with the beer, but with the way it's managed. I say you go to Half Acre. It's a great point. It's a great point. And, why, you know, if you're going to go out, uh, you might as well go somewhere you're really going to like so that if the if the if the unimaginable happens and you get the worst luck possible and somehow sitting outside 25 feet away from someone with a mask on, you manage to catch something. At least you say like, well, at least I was drinking some bomb ass stout <laughs> or something. Uh, so it, it makes it feel a little more worth it. That's a good point. I've always thought about that, too, Tony. It's like if I'm going to go out and do something, I better make it something good yep all right i will run pat that past the uh, local administration here and see if i get uh if i can get some support some buy-in get some lobbyists on it you know <laughs> yeah let's do it i can't wait uh to uh be horrified part of this is just getting out of my own agoraphobia uh, agoraphobia piece here because um i've been in this house for uh, pretty much going on exactly five months i think it's been 150 days now so now i love it did you have a preference out of these three? Like, I know you threw up these three options for me to discuss, but did you have a preference going into this of those three? I prefer Half Acre. No, I like Half Acre. Um, and that's why it gets on the list, because it's so yep. far away, but I'm just like, 
Yeah, but it's half acre. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, and especially if you know the experienced. The experience is going to be really well managed. I think that's a big part of it for you. While these other places might look on paper like they've got their shit together, if you know the management at Half Acre does their job or the front of house does their job, that makes your life a lot less stressful and will make the experience better because of it, not even because of the beer, just because of the way it's managed. And that's why I knocked out your, your local tap room. It's it's not that it, it's poorly managed, but you know the interaction's going to be different there and, and could add... Yep. Even not the risk of coronavirus, but the aggravation of the agoraphobia and the interaction with people that you're not yeah, used to. That, yeah. mm-hmm. It's a great point, and uh, I think I can get some buy-in on that. I think I get some support to this, but I'm going to check the tap list before I do it too, and make sure it's a it's a useful uh, it's a useful experience. Um, so uh, get excited for some fun Instagram posts or I won't be doing it cause I'll be too busy, like chlor- av- avoiding my phone. So I don't touch it with anything. Um, one of those. So Tony, uh, before we, uh, send our listeners off, I did want to play, I think it's time for us to play uh, another game, two games, uh, in a row. I think that's pretty fun, huh? I've, I've been enjoying the, um, the games. I'm, I've been doing terribly. I barely, I got some pity to get out of the well last time. Lucky it was coming up to your birthday, but now the birthday glow is off. I'm sure you're going to be tougher. I'm mad again. Hopefully you're not pushing me down a well for this one, Um, but I'm sure you'll put me in some sort of dangerous situation. Yeah, I'm going to turn into like a John Taffer type guy, I think, actually, and just like, (laughs) you're going to make somebody sick. Screaming the whole time to do this game. Hey, just speaking of John Taffer, um, with our sort of, you should do a review of of bar rescue, like a beer bar one or something. But um, with being stuck inside and you've you've got nothing but time, and so you jump on the YouTube's. Um, I in the last week have been running across the Paramount channel on YouTube which has the highlights of Bar Rescue. And I still love it. And now it's trash, absolute trash. That show is awful. Like it's it's some of the lowest quality television that can just be barely classified as television. It is horrible trash. And as as I write down, Paramount has Bar Rescue highlights on my (laughs) uh, notepad to my right just so I don't forget them. Yes, what a horrible trash show. You're right. Wink. <laughs> but I love it. I just can't get enough oh, of it. Yeah. It's, it's the greatest. Yeah. One of those shows I watched actually when I was in the hospital. Uh, got me through some tough times, Mr. Taffer. Thank you. <laughs> uh, you and the, uh, you the Pawn Stars and um, uh, the Storage Wars, which was a big rando thing. I think rando like Storage Wars. I think he shout did. out to Rando randomly, by the way, you know, he deserves one. Hey, what's up, dude. Give us a, give us a holler. If you're out there. Yeah. You're not, you're not cause we don't have any listeners in Texas <laughs> right now. Um, Are you diving that deep in the analytics? <laughs> oh yeah. I actually put, uh, I, I'm going to have more. I'm going to have, I'm going to have home addresses soon. Get excited, <laughs> fam. Uh, all right, Tony, this is a game we've played before. Uh, you love this one. This actually might be the game I've stumped you the most on. It's called, uh, this, that, or the other thing. And this version is called this or that, because I couldn't come up with another thing. I didn't figure one out. I was too lazy. So this is just this or that. Um, so 
here are your options, Tony. I have 10, I have 10 choices here. Well, I've no 10 choices. I have 10 uh, rounds, I guess we'll say. And, uh, I have two choices for you. You c- all of these things. It's just the name. Of course, if I gave you the alcohol percentage of a roller, of a roller coaster, <laughs> I think you'd be able to sort of decipher what it was. Yep. Uh, but what kind of roller coaster is it? I'm in my Joe Bluth voice. Um, <laughs> so it is a beer or a roller coaster name, Tony. Those are your two options for what this is. All of these are either a beer or a roller coaster. Um, roller coaster from anywhere in the world. Uh, you oh. might, it'd be funny if you're able to tell me where these are from. That would really show <laughs> off some skill. But so uh, I can tell you where a couple of them are from. That's about it. So bonus points if I can nail the state where the beer's from or the country where the roller coaster's from. Sure, I'll hit you some bonus points, yeah. Okay. I don't know what that means you have to do, but we'll figure something out, sure. <laughs> you have to give me more NBA bets, actually, because <laughs> Phoenix is killing it right now. All right, uh, number one, here you go. Gold Striker. Gold Striker. Gold Striker. <sighs> This could be a beer, but this says to me, this is a roller coaster. Couple of things. The word striker by itself, not something that you would, um, you would see that on beers, but the way it's used with gold striker, it doesn't make sense. And yes, some beer names are nonsensical, but that's nonsensical, not in a beer, beer way, just as like grab your attention and, and get you to stand in line for an hour kind of way. Gold Striker is a roller coaster, and I think it's a roller coaster in Nevada, but not in Las Vegas. <laughs> I think it's in Reno. All right. The Gold Striker is a roller coaster. Yes. Um, and I'm sorry I did it for this because now I have to look up where these roller coasters are from. <laughs> I know the Gold Strike is a casino in, like, um, uh, what's that town? Prim? Prim Nevada. It, uh, this is in yeah. This is in California, Tony. Oh. It's in Santa Clara, California. So you're not far off. All right, you got that one right. Lucky you. That one's and good. And I got the country. Um, not. I did get the country. I, I went into a bit country. more detail. Congrats. You nailed it. Bonus points. Dial it in. All right. You got. You even got the. You even got within a lot of miles. Honestly, if you ever play the game GeoGuessr, Tony. I have. I'm, I'm terrible at it, but yes, I have. Yeah. You know, that's one um, you would you would have been close if you, I think we would have given you some points for for Nevada. All right, here's number two. You're gonna like this one. Number two is called Candymonium. Candymonium. <laughs> so this this is either a beer, and it could be any type of beer. This could be a pastry stout. This could be a gloop beer. This could be a like Berliner Weiss for all we fucking know. But it's screaming to me, kitty roller coaster. Um, but is that going to hook a parent in? Is, is like a redneck parent going to go to Candymonium? <laughs> and the answer is no. I don't, while it could be a kitty roller coaster, I think this is an American beer. I don't know what style of beer, but I'm going to say it's an East Coast New England beer. Okay. Tony, this is a roller coaster. Oh. And it is not a kitty roller coaster. It is a grown-ups roller coaster. <laughs> what? Um, in Hershey 
Park at in Hershey, Pennsylvania. Uh, it's the biggest, fastest, tallest, sweetest coaster in Hershey Park. And it looks like a decent roller coaster. I wouldn't say this is any, like, what's that... What's that big ass one in Cedar Point? One of those big monster roller coasters. But this looks like a pretty, pretty legit roller coaster. Um, yeah, Candymonium at Hershey Park in Hershey, Pennsylvania. Who would have known? Oh, well, I should have thought theme parks. They are themed. Most of them. They're not just generic coaster parks. You've got Disneyland. Yeah. You've got Universal Studios. You've got Dream World in Australia. You've got Warner Brothers Movie World, also in Australia, SeaWorld, Florida, and Australia. Um, yeah, okay, theme parks. Got to take that into account. Okay. All right, all right. Batting 500 right, at three. the moment, so still in the Hall of Fame. You, you, exactly. You're, you're Ted Williams plus. You're Ted Williams bot right now. <laughs> um, all right, number three, Dark Star. Dark, Dark Star. Star. Oh Jesus! This one is either this is this is either a stout, like, and we're not talking like a five percent dry English stout. We're not talking a porter. We're not talking anything that that you can see through. This is an opaque, oil slick kind of beer, or this is a roller coaster. And yes, you could do three roller coasters in a row. So that makes this decision tough for sure. Um, I feel like if it was just going to be Dark Star, it'd have some tagline underneath it, and and maybe it does, and you're not giving that away, and that's that's clever. Don't get me wrong, but this to me screams oil slick beer, and I think it actually screams like West Coast oil slick, and the Upper West Coast, like Washington or Oregon. I think it's an Oregon stout. Hey, you're very close. It's a, it is a beer. It's a stout from, uh, from Seattle, oh. uh, Fremont brewing, Fremont brewing in Seattle. Uh, I actually just bought a like chocolate vanilla version of this beer on Tavor and I'm very excited to drink it. So, uh, it's a dark star <laughs> beer and, um, it's a fantastic beer. I've had it the barrel aged edition, regular type, uh, a handful of times at the festival of barrel aged beers. It's, it's a, it's an absolute dream so you're right that's a beer um and as a spoiler alert that is the first that's the beer i thought of when i thought of this game <laughs> well that, i thought about that beer and thought about this game that is the perfect beer for this game because that was that was really tough like that 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 could have gone either way did you check that it wasn't a roller coaster because that sure as shit could be a roller coaster as well because some of this stuff i feel like could be roller coasters and i uh I didn't cross-check it because I'm way too lazy for that, but there's a Dark Star roller coaster. I am curious. Uh, no, there's nothing that auto-completes that kind of makes me feel good. Yep. No, there's one on – somebody had one on Roller Coaster Tycoon, like a pop <laughs> – That like doesn't count. Cast. I don't think that counts. Yeah. Not- All right. All right, we got another one for you. All right, th- this one's called Mild Thing. Oh, mild thing. See, this this is screaming like English mild beer. But you are not a 
Captain Obvious um, scripter of games. And Mild Thing from Mild Beer is too on the nose for me. But it's also on the nose for a roller coaster. Like, what kind of roller coaster is this? Is this like the lazy river of roller coasters? Mild <laughs> Thing. You make, you make my heart sing? Like, it's just, my heart. Eh, I don't know. Just a terrible name for either. This. Yep. This better not be a fucking homebrew. Um, I'm not doing any homebrews. I've I've always okay. So not a. Home... I wouldn't even tell Kelly the homebrew that was like big titty wonkers, you know, homebrew or whatever, just because it was funny. But I didn't. We didn't use it. <laughs> okay, so I think uh, roller coaster and theme parks have some terrible name for rides, and so do beers, as we've seen with your um. Your highlighting of, of terrible beer names with with pussy juice and whatever else. Yep. Um, but I think this is a roller coaster. Mild thing is a roller coaster, and it might not even be a a mild roller coaster. It is the roller coaster, Tony, and it is a mild roller coaster. It was named Mild Thing after uh, Valley Fair in. Um, the Minneapolis area built their new gigantic roller coaster called wild thing. They turned their kitty coaster and renamed it into the mild thing. A clever play on words, I would say, but a tough way to, uh, for me, a, a tough, tough for someone who is uh, subject to my deceptive, uh, you know, uh, uh, stretching of the mind, you know, so, <laughs> without knowing that additional play on words there. So you get that one, right? You're three of four. You're killing it. Um, here's number five. Uh, this one's called Speedbird 100. Speedbird 100. Speedbird. If it was just Speedbird or the Speedbird instant roller coaster, but that 100 has me sort of second guessing myself. Like, why would you have that on a roller coaster? Is there a Speedbird 25 or a Speedbird 50? Does the 100 mean, like, is that the name of a road, like an interstate road? Is it like Route 69? Is it on the I-100? Maybe, but I don't know. Is it is that themed after anything? Not that I can think of. Maybe it's uh, from outside of America and that's just throwing a red herring at me. Um, but I say because of the 100, this is a beer. Not sure what style of beer it is. We'll go with IPA. Maybe it is like drinking a pine cone in liquid form. Um, and I'm going to say a Midwest IPA. Tony, you're right. It's a beer. Uh, I'll tell you why I picked this one, just so you can get the mind. It feels like a lot of international roller coasters put the put – the, put Put a number at the end that I think reflects their height. Yeah, um, like hundred meters. Yeah, uh, the 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 weasel three hundred one or something, you know. And I'm like, huh. Uh, so this uh, this was sort of a, a trying to throw you on that one hundred. Not the most impressive height to put at the end of your. <laughs> no. uh, but uh, hey, maybe it's hundred miles an hour because I know some roller coasters sure. now reach up there. So. That's a great, that's, that could be that. Yep. Um, I just saw numbers in them and I was like, uh, this is a beer. It's from brew dog. Uh, it's a, it's a transatlantic IPA. Um, and it looked pretty good. Actually. I, I would try this, uh, drink it fresh. It's like 5%. So 
Um, you're right again, Tony. Um, all right, so you're halfway through. You've gotten four out of the five. Um, this is killing me here. <laughs> Let's go to the next one. This one's called Fastback Racer. Oh, Jesus. Now, this should be a roller coaster, but I'm thinking this is going to have great can art. This is like a classic pale ale. This is a, a beer that is predominantly about can art. Uh, it's... It's a West Coast IPA, beautiful can art. It's a beer. It's a beer. He's yes. right. Um, this is a beer from a great West Coast IPA maker, uh, Bear Republic, that no longer comes to Chicago, uh, sadly. I used to love drinking Racer 5. This is called Fastback Racer. It has massive hop additions of Citra and Equinot on a on a chassis of rye Munich and light caramel malts. I Sounds love delicious. rye, you know, uh, in a West Coast style IPA. Me just, too, me too. Yeah, I'm on board with that. Just a good bit of spice. Uh, 100 IBUs. This is old school right here. Yeah. Um, and a 3.92 to match, so you know it's good. Um, which is not a good rating for a 10% <laughs> IPA, but I know it tastes good. I could tell you right now it tastes good fresh, so people don't know how to rate these beers at all because it's not hazy, guys. <laughs> Probably tastes very bitter, in fact. Anyways, um, I got another one for you. Uh, have I? I'm counting wrong, actually, Tony. You're actually like, you're, you're five of six now. Oh, no, I was right before. I yeah. forgot how to count. All right, you're five of six. You're, kill, you're, you're destroying this game. Number uh, seven here is called Goliath. Goliath is a famous roller coaster. Don't, not even going to dilly dally. This is a roller coaster. You nailed it. I didn't realize you were going to know stuff about roller coasters. Uh, it is a roller coaster. I only thought of the top. And I thought maybe I could throw you. All right. Kill that one. Number eight is called Orbital Motion. Oh, Jesus! Orbital motion. Okay, Goliath. That was that was that was Kitty's play. But this is a tough one because great beer name. I love orbital motion as a beer name. Not sure what beer style it would be. Maybe we'll get to that because I'm still in my mind weighing up: is it a beer or is it like one of those 3D roller coasters, like? Green Lantern is a 3D roller coaster um, where you sort of move everywhere and you're independent of the carriage, um, which oh, yeah. which it could be. But I love it as a beer name. Even if I'm wrong, I've done so well in this game, I'm just going to go with, with what I like it for. I like the name Orbital Motion for a beer. Um, and I think it's a sour and it's like a... Let's go like a southern beer maker has made orbital motion. It is a sour. No, no, it's not. It's an IPA. Oh, uh, it is a beer oh. though. It's from Milwaukee. No, not close. From 18, 1840. 1840 is an awesome brewery in Milwaukee. So they are a good brewery. Um, but you're right. It is a great beer name. Um, and 1840 is good at putting together their beer sort of like sort of uh, look and feel. So I, it's not surprising that they would come up with something good. Um, all right, Tony, you're going to, you might, you might have some success here because uh, I was clearly running out of steam at the end. Now that I look at these. All right. 
<laughs> this will be the one I get wrong. All right, no, number nine is uh, El Toro. El Toro, El Toro is another famous roller coaster. Jeez, there's famous roller coasters. Are you not All part right. of the coaster community? There's, there's like YouTube communities based around this shit. You have to watch something. Oh, I know. I'm during- part of the beer community, Tony. I know what kind of things can have communities. I don't know. <laughs> well, but during quarantine, you, you go to, down these rabbit holes, and this happens to be one of the yeah. rabbit holes I went down. And I don't yeah, even know the never, things. Yeah, this is a rabbit hole I could go down. Um, but I'm, I'm in way darker rabbit holes than roller coaster. You're, you're in like doing, you're thinking about doing something fun. I'm thinking about like, what did happen in Nuremberg? That was crazy, wasn't it? And just like really depressing, you know? And why were they so, tried uh, under pirate law? Um, because there was no international law at the time and pirate law was the best way to get the war criminals. Yes. I, I go down yeah. those dark rabbit holes as well. Yep. Yeah, and otherwise I'm, uh, I guess I'm working. I'm not. Uh, I'm just staring. I'm staring at the wall like Bart Simpson, just looking at it all day. Maybe you should make um, yourself a clown bed. Soothe your, your nights away. Can you imagine me woodworking, Tony? I, I mean, people who woodwork cut their hands off, and I would, I, I mean, can you imagine me like with a big circular saw, just slicing my fingers off like in the first 30 seconds, or doing the thing where I like cut what I do is I don't. Don't cut my hand off. I cut the all of the parts of everything. Like I somehow, I somehow, cut, I somehow cut the saw with itself or something. <laughs> very, very good. Um, all right, last one, Tony. You're you're eight and nine. You've you've destroyed this game. Uh, the last one is Fire Eagle. Oh, toughy. Fire Eagle sounds sounds like a roller coaster logo, like a bee. Don't even know what the logo looks like, but I'm going to say Fire Eagle is either like a spicy beer of some sort, got some sriracha or some chili or some sort of spice that makes it hot, maybe some cinnamon, cinnamon altoid kind of thing going on, or it's like a, or it's like a, it's either a shitty, like yingling kind of beer or Shinerbock in that nature, or it's a sort of a upmarket version of that. I'm going to say it's a Pilsner. I'm going to go from Texas. Um, and, yeah, maybe it's a, like, Trader Joe's version of a Pilsner. It is from Texas, but it yes. is an IPA. Oh, I should have uh, gone IPA for every type of beer except Dark Star. Yep, it is an American IPA from Austin Brewer uh, Works. Yeah. Austin Beer Austin Beer Works. Uh, they're not making breeze there <laughs> yet. You know, maybe once they start cranking those out. But Austin Beer Works makes Fire Eagle. Tony goes nine of ten, except for the <laughs> deliberate the li- the deliberate uh, throwing uh, on a candy monium, uh, which was a roller coaster, even though I put it in this game because it would have certainly been a beer and i would i wouldn't be surprised if i typed candymonium into untapped and found <laughs> out it was a beer uh, let's do it anyways candymonium oh uh, tony it's a homebrew so you don't uh oh, that but it is, there is a type candymonium uh so wow tony re- tony redeems himself <laughs> After last week's difficult untrapped performance, uh, and and blows away this or that or the other thing, no, the other thing, 
version uh, and and nails uh, gets uh, figures out knows all the roller coasters and knows that there are famous roller coasters. The only famous roller coaster I know is like what's the what's the uh, what's that oh shit what's the one Cedar Point? Now I'm mad. I want to figure out what it is. Isn't that Goliath? Giant roller coaster. Cedar Point. Cedar Point. Yeah, I've got to type it all in. Uh, it's called, uh, 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 it doesn't say, uh, Millennium Force is one. Um, didn't they just build some giant thing? Why do I care about whatever it cares? <laughs> it has a funny name. Well, and I'll, and Hey, if you want to tell me what the name of the roller coaster is at Cedar point, are you thinking of Raptor? Don't type, don't type my ass into a subject line and send it to me in an email at beer engine show.com, <laughs> beer engine show.com. That's not. All right. Beer engine show at gmail.com <laughs> type my ass and tell me the name of the Cedar point roller coaster. You know, is it, is it the big butt? Is it my ass? Is it, you know, giant roller coaster? I don't know. Whatever. Uh, it makes me mad that I can't figure out what it was. Um, so yeah, email us there. Uh, Tony, um, I'm wrapping up the show without asking you if I should, but I'm just going to do it. Um, so yep. Do us that email. Do do an email to us. Uh, <laughs> like I said, beerengineshow@gmail.com. Check us out on Instagram at beerenginepod, where you can see pictures of gloop, pictures of cups, pictures of gloop cups, pictures of boxes, pictures of stout, pictures of me opening a box. You don't get to see me very often. And I'm going to try to start a reels account for us uh, in the next week. So get excited for me to throw up some videos of me like grinding on some metal and opening a bunch of boxes and spraying them with bleach, which For everybody's going to like. For real? Oh yeah, I think so. Yeah, we're going to do it. I'm going to be the first guy on reels and then TikTok's going to stick around and I'm still going to be the only <laughs> guy on reels. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, you can also, um, you can also check us out on untapped. Uh, Tony's checking in pickle beers or whatever at, uh, at St. Mars. Not pickle beers. I salt and vinegar chip beers. Do not make Sorry, that mistake. This is, this is not mo- some Morty situation. Sorry, some Rick situation. I'm I, on, I am going to, I am frequently going to pubs and checking in my beer. Dirty hands at, um, at Griff AD. You can see what bar I go to on Sunday. If you really want to know. Um, but I'll probably tell you next week. You don't really have to. I mean, whatever. Sure, follow me. I don't care. And you can see me rate beers, various things between four and five. Um, Tony, any uh, any parting words after your triumphant victory? Um, I could say something about roller coasters, but uh, a friend of ours tagged us in a Facebook post saying that IPAs taste like pine cones. But how 2016 of him is that post? Hasn't aged well. Honestly, I'm drinking an IPA right now that is 10% almost and just tastes like fucking orange juice. So <laughs> I don't know. Nothing tastes like pine cones anymore. I'm, I'm longing for the days, but maybe we can all go back to where he is somewhere and enjoy our pine cone IPAs, huh? All right. That's the dream I'll leave you with, gang. See you later.